Welcome to the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast, where we talk strength training, science, and all things performance for cyclists and triathletes, helping you be a stronger, more savvy athlete now and for many years to come. Here's your host, Menachem Brody. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 133 of the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete Podcast. I've taken a little bit of a break here. If you're a regular listener, you'll know our last episode was posted almost two months ago, uh, June 3rd, with Michael Erickson of That Triathlon Show. Uh, If you're a new listener, you're in for a treat. This is a shorter, more pointed podcast. We're going to go about 15 to 20 minutes, and we're going to talk today about the four phases of strength training for cycling and triathlon that nobody talks about. Now, if you're thinking this is about mechanics and the phases of the year, that is not the podcast. You'll want to go all the way back to episode 18 from September 3rd, 2019, almost three years ago, where we talk about the five stages of strength training for cycling and triathlon success. That will give you the mechanics. What we're going to talk about today is the emotional cycle of change and why most cyclists and triathletes who start a strength training program fall off very quickly. Uh... And part of this has to do with the expectations that are set by social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, as well as articles you'll read in uh, even those that are gate-kept publishings. Uh, So I'm not going to mention by name, but think about the big magazines that have become online um, resources now. So really, underneath any type of change that we have, and strength training is very new for many cyclists and triathletes. I see it time and again uh, where we get into the season and athletes are are very dedicated, but the strength training falls off. And the same thing happens in October, November. Well, I wanted to get more base miles. I'll do the strength training next week. I'll catch up and do four workouts instead of two. Well, what this has to do is the emotional cycle of change, as per Don Kelly and Daryl Connor, who are psychologists, who describe this um, fascination or fascinating, uh, we'll call it a phenomena, in the paper that they wrote called The Emotional Cycle of Change. And really, they talk about five stages of emotional experience. Um, I want to you know, boil it down to four, essentially. And this has to do with any type of change that you choose to make. So whether you're dedicated to increasing your FTP, uh, wanting to train for an event, uh, or wanting to start strength training to see improvement on the bike, these are the cycles that you have to go through, and really steps, we'll say. Now, this is very, very similar to something I've talked about or hinted at the past, uh, which is Seth Godin's The Dip, where he's also based The Dip off of um, what he read, uh, which I believe is the same paper in a number of other books. And I do recommend Seth Godin's The Dip uh, for any of you who are looking for a business change, a life change, a body change, a lifestyle change, whatever you're looking to do. He does a very great job of writing in short, pointed, thought-provoking chapters. When I say chapter, we're talking about one to five pages in a very small book. So think about like a kid's um, cardboard book you know, the hard one you read to your toddlers where they're just learning to read about the size of your palm if you're an adult size male. Um, That's the size of his books. Very simple to read. But let's talk about the cycle of change. And this is where many of us get tripped up. And that's why we're going to talk about it now here in the middle of August. We're going to post this episode on uh, Sunday, August 22nd, or excuse me, the 21st. Uh, I was originally going to do Monday the 22nd, but many of the listeners said here they prefer to listen on the way home from their long rides. So that's what we're going to do. And um, 
really, we'll talk about the four stages. So I know the paper talks about five, boiled it down uh, really to four. And then the last phase would be success. And this is a little bit of a touchy subject for some people. They get defensive. Oh, this psychology is BS. Well, no, it's not. Uh, everything in our lives is ruled by our psychology, and we're affected by uh, those around us. And that's where we've seen the lift heavy stuff take off and destroy many backs and hips along the way. Uh, that's really sad, actually, to to see how many people have injured their backs uh, over the age of 35 following that rallying cry. But that's uh, for another time. Now, as we get into the four cycles of change, I want to just give a word of wisdom. We all go through this in every task. But as you get more informed in a task, the phases or steps or cycles tend to get a little bit less extreme. When you're first beginning, these cycles or phases or steps tend to be pretty extreme where you jump in and you go, all right, this is the year. I am going to do strength training over the winter and I'm going to see changes in the bike and I'm going to be amazing in the, win in the, in the late winter and early spring and just crush everything next uh, summer or just ride really strong. And for most folks, that doesn't happen because they start the strength training, then they get into base. They're not really interested in strength training as much. They want to ride the bike more. They don't see the results. Well, that's part of the phases. <clears throat> so let's dive into them. Number one is phase or step one, uninformed optimism. This is where you read an article or you talk to somebody else uh, who you look up to, or maybe you're trying to hold their wheel. Uh, and they just have gotten stronger. And they say, oh yeah, I, I did strength training last winter and it's really helped me. So you go, oh, strength training. Yeah, I've heard about that. You're generally aware and you're not really informed. So you have this optimism like, oh, that's a great idea. Or, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds following the plan that Susie did where she's eating uh, 1.6 to 1.8 grams per kilo of protein and 8 to 10 servings of vegetables. And you're not really informed about it. You just have a general idea. This is where all of us start. And it's going to be like this every single year because every year of strength training is going to be different than the one before. And I can tell you this, I, I've been through uh, 27 years now of strength training cycles. Uh, some have been way better than others, but 27 years of, of strength training cycles. Well, actually, I took a, a year off. Uh, I took a year off. So 2012, I moved internationally, and uh, I wanted to commit to learning. So I didn't really do a strength training. We'll say 26 years uh, of my own personal strength training uh, cycles. And what I've learned through that is every single year you're going to go through this because if you do it properly, each year you're going to grow. You're going to have an uninformed optimism about what's ahead. You're going to say, oh, I remember what last year was like, so it's going to be much like last year, and it never is. Life is dynamic. The only thing that is the same is that change is going to happen. So we have this uninformed optimism where we look at Facebook, Instagram, uh, we read a book maybe, we read an article, and we get really excited. But as we begin to go down the rabbit hole, even when we have uh, a little bit of information, we begin to realize, hey, we're on the downhill of that roller coaster. This is phase two, informed pessimism. Huh. There's a lot to this. Twice a week in the strength training, and I need to pay attention to my rest periods, 
and I need to eat more protein, so I need to change how I'm eating, and I need to get a little bit more quality sleep, so maybe I don't stay up as much and, and you know have that last glass of wine because I'm really feeling tired or sore. Oh, well, I can't ride as much as I like to. I need to dial that down because uh, it says here that my strength training, I'm going to need the energy to repair the tissues and get stronger. Huh. Um... And I need to dial back my training. I'm not going to be able to do as many threshold intervals. I'm going to have to do fewer. Wow, this is really different than what I expected. This is not very fun. But you know what? I'm just starting in it, so I'm going to keep going. Well, this informed pessimism is kind of where we get to a point that we're shifting away from that positive, I can do it, oh, this is going to be amazing. You know, those positive emotions and excitement quickly dissipates and we get into a negative state. It really is. And, and people, even the most positive people say, no, no, it's okay. I, I, I can do this. It's a negative state. You're, you're battling yourself. Like, okay, well, I'd rather get another half hour in on the bike than doing the strength training warm up. So maybe I'll just do that. But at this point, the benefits do not seem to be coming. We are going and we, we don't seem to feel that there's any changes that are obvious. So now the benefits are way down the road. Well, I've been doing it for about a month now. I'm not really seeing any difference. You know, this guy Brody is talking about focus on technique, but that's hard. I want to add weight. What about lift heavy stuff? What about crushing it in the gym? Well, I'm not really feeling different. The sets and reps last week and this week are exactly the same. The weight is the same. I don't feel like I'm progressing. And I've had a number of individuals that, that have come to me that say, hey, the program looks like you just copy and pasted from last week. Well, it is the same program as last week, but that's because your technique is not very good. You're not moving the weight the way you need to. We went down in weight for this exercise. Why did we go down? Why do we have fewer repetitions? Well, when we look at the video, it's very clear that you're not able to maintain the posture and position or the stiffness that you need. So we need quality. Oh, this isn't fun. You begin to question if this endeavor is really worth it. And you begin to actively look for reasons to stop. Uh, well, my FTP hasn't gone up, and I'm not feeling any different on the bike. I know I'm six weeks in. I'm, I'm not really feeling any different. My weights aren't changing. The program is kind of the same. And if, not that, if that's not bad, it gets worse. <laughs> this is not the bottom. This is not the bottom. This is the informed pessimism where you are getting to the point where Things just aren't picking up and you're putting in the effort and you're beginning to question, is this worth it? And this, again, year after year because you're changing the program year after year because life is dynamic. So we've gone through step one, phase one, the uninformed optimism. I'm excited. Strength training. That's my answer. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Phase two, informed pessimism. Uh, not really sure this is going to work. It's not working like I thought and I'm not really feeling any different. And then we get into the point of, really, we're at the valley. We're at the valley. We're at the lowest point. You know, some people would call this the valley of despair. I call this the point of giving up. 
Now, for many cyclists and triathletes in the Northern Hemisphere, this happens right around Thanksgiving or Christmas time. The reason is, is the excuses are easy. I've got Thanksgiving, I've got to travel, I can't do the strength training this week, I'm just going to let it go. And they come back from Thanksgiving and they kind of piddle around, they're like, oh, well, there's a couple nice days, I'd rather get longer rides in this strength training. I'll, I'll, I'll do it this weekend when it's snowing, then it's snowing, like, I don't, I don't want to do the strength training. Every year, without fail, November to December uh, and early January, many folks get into this this point of, of maximum pessimism or, or what others call the valley of despair. And this is where most people give up. The discomfort or the pain of changing is full on. And you're not seeing the benefits still. My FTP is not any better. I'm not really feeling any different. Uh, for others, it's, well, I feel better when I'm washing the dishes or when I'm walking the dog or my day-to-day, but I just don't see it on the bike. My FTP is the same. And they... It's, I don't blame them. I've been through this myself. I don't blame you. Uh, really, when you get into this point, you rationalize that it wasn't so bad before. You know, strength training is nice, but maybe it's just not for me. I, I'm good at riding my bike. I don't like being inside moving weights. And, you know, I'm working on technique and the weight's not going up and I don't feel the difference. So I'm just going to give up. I, I'm going to ride more. That's what I need. I've done enough strength training. And you rationalize it. You rationalize it. And this is completely normal. So you quit on the change when you're in that, that point of maximum pessimism. And you go back to the first stage of uninformed optimism because it's a whole lot more fun than being at the bottom. And you may say, well, wait a minute. You, you've been informed. So how do you go back from being informed to maximum pessimist back to uninformed? Well, because you've lost the pressure. It's kind of like uh, when you do CPR. The reason why you do 30 compressions now instead of 15 is because they found it takes between 10 and 12 uh, compressions to build enough pressure to actually move the blood. So in order to keep things moving, you have to keep continual pressure on the system. It's the exact same thing with your strength training. When you give up, when you give up, even if you make it through an entire winter and you get to the spring and you give up, you've now lost that buildup of pressure, which will allow you to see success. You have to be consistent with it. Consistency beats out the intensity. And this is where cyclists and triathletes right now are are missing in their strength training. We've gone from lift heavy stuff to, oh, I'm just going to do a high intensity interval session. Well, when you do that, you're going to burn out after a while, especially in a sport where interval training has become popular. When you're doing interval training on the bike and a high intensity interval training off the bike, you are now stressing the body in the same way. We'll cover that in another episode in the in the future, but essentially you're losing the pressure of the consistency. Twice a week is more than enough, or just enough rather for many people. Three days is more than enough, uh, and that third day can be option, uh, optional as we go through. But that point of, of uh, maximum pessimism or that valley of despair, when you give up, you may have learned something, but you haven't been able to apply it all the way through. So you're going back to back to uninformed uh, optimism. Now, if you can make it through and you keep the consistency up and you've gone through that maximum point of maximum pessimism, you'll come to informed optimism. And this is where we're starting on the upswing. We're, we're starting to see results. And that informed optimism is where you're going to actually begin to see success. You're starting to feel different on the bike. You're starting to feel different in your recovery between your intervals. The benefits of all the work that you've done to this point is beginning to show. 
and the cost of the change is now becoming more apparent and you're seeing a return on your investment. This is just like in investing as well. You put your money in to a company that you have a margin of safety that you know is a great company. It doesn't have debt. It's growing at 10 to 15% a year, year over year. You understand the company completely. You put your money in and Murphy's Law happens. And as soon as you put your money in, the company drops another 20%. But you know it's a good company. You know it's going to succeed. It doesn't have debt. It's growing at 10 to 15% a year. But the market, the psychology of the market is pessimistic as a whole. So the company gets dragged down with it as well. But you stick with it. You keep reading. You keep understanding the company. You know, no, no, this is just going to take, you know, it's an event. It'll take three to five, uh, three years maximum. In five years, I'll be able to have my money back. It's the same thing with your fitness. As you go through and you put that work in and you get into that point of informed pessimism, you've seen it. You've seen the positive emotional change. You're seeing the benefits. This is where everything is becoming more routine. The key at this point is not to stop. And this is where those who do the strength training throughout the winter see success. They get onto the bike in March or late February and they say, wow, my FTP is up or wow, my recovery in between efforts is way better. Or they head out onto the road and go, wow, my climbing is so much easier. Yeah, my FTP might be the same. My speed is the same, but I can repeat it much faster because I don't feel my back seizing up the last 500 meters. And the mistake most people make at this point is they stop. But that is stopping short of where the final point or stage happens, and that is success. That success happens as you continue to build up the pressure and the benefits of your new behaviors are experienced or, or realized because the cost that you've put in is fully, fully uh, recognized of, oh, I paid pennies in order to have 50 cents or a dollar in return on the bike. And it's not like most people think. And th this ties us back to the emotional side of things, right? We talked about the emotional cycle of change where the expectation from social media is, hey, if I just do this one exercise or if I do these box jumps and heavy squats, I'm going to see a return on investment on my bike. That's not how it works. And that's where this cycle is so important. And we're going to tie things together and end it today uh, for this episode is that uninformed optimism, it, it brings you back to, then you look back and say, oh, those box jumps and, and barbell back squats or front squats with heavy weight or goblet squats with heavy weight or a challenging technique are only a very small part of what got me to be successful. What got me to be successful were the breathing exercises that were built in, was the twice a week stressing of my system with strength training that went against what I'm doing on the bike and helped me to have better posture positions so that I'm able to stay healthy and have my muscles work well. That informed pessimism was the, the valley or the way down on the roller coaster into the valley of, of, of maximum pessimism and getting to that point was my body's going through these tissue changes and only then beginning to unwind everything that I've done on the bike, all the postures I've been in, my rounded forward shoulders, my, my Adam's apple showing, uh, my back pain. It was just starting to unwind it because it takes a lot of time for the tissues to change. I had to learn how to use my nervous system and my brain to better align my body, to get the right muscles to move, to tie my breathing to my movement. 
And at that point of the bottom of maximum pessimism, or the valley of despair, as some people call it, that somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's was the time when my body was actually beginning to change. I just couldn't feel it. But looking back now, that's when everything began to change. The linchpin happened between January and early February, and everything started to click. But it took me that time to go through those steps to get to the informed optimism where I'm seeing what that which I did back in September and October, the end of season relaxation where I'm stretching a little bit and working on my breathing and getting my body back and then starting with light weights and learning how to move. All of that set me up to feel great in March, April, and May. And then I continued to have that success by doing that one or two days a week with the strength training and those two shorter sessions throughout the week that allowed me to continue to succeed. Now, when you understand these four cycles, or really five parts of the cycle, including success, if you will, and you overlay that on top of the five stages of strength training for cycling and triathlon, again, episode 18 here on the Strong Savvy Cyclist and Triathlete podcast, then you can begin to truly unlock your full potential and get to that success. And success doesn't happen at the end. You know, if we think about the best of the best, um, I'll use swimming as an example. Michael Phelps' uh, success did not happen when he got the gold medals, when he attained them. It came earlier when he committed to the cycles of change on the emotional side and understand that it is a process to go through. In order to go forward, you have to go backwards. You have to go through that informed pessimism. As you learn more about something, it becomes overwhelming, but you just focus on what you can control. You show up and you do the work two days a week. You don't need to add more intensity. You're not going to gain more by adding more. There's the addition through subtraction. You need to be able to have the energy available for the tissues to recover, the energy available to go through mentally what it is you need in order to see progress through your program, and you need to commit don't just be interested. There, there's an old parable about a chicken and a pig who were uh, involved in breakfast. The chicken donated the, the egg. So the chicken was interested in breakfast, but the pig donated the bacon. So he was invested. There is a difference. Don't just be interested in strength training. Don't dabble following stuff on the internet uh, that are just, you know, piecing things together from this coach or that coach or even from one person, taking just exercises uh, from one person, including myself. These are just small pieces of a bigger system. The YouTube channel, I've had a number of emails. I never knew someone could go on for seven minutes about an exercise. Uh, you truly, deeply understand this. Yeah, I do. But if you want to be able to put together a program that's going to help you, you have to understand the emotional side of things and know that there's going to be that dip. So I strongly recommend picking up Seth Godin's uh, book, The Dip, a uh, very short pointed read. Uh, or if you'd like to go to the source, The Emotional Cycle of Change was a paper by um, Don Kelly and Daryl Connor a number of years ago. So I'd strongly recommend you take a look at those. Um, we're going to wrap up the podcast here today. I'm hoping that I can get back onto a, a weekly schedule, but uh, truth be told, uh, I'm really invested here in creating more resources. A number of you have reached out saying that you're looking for uh, pre-made programs that don't just give you snippets or, or shards uh, of what it takes to build programs, that you're looking for something that's all in one. So I have a number of things coming up for you. Uh, Resources that are available for you right now, I have a 12-week core training for endurance athletes that's available both on Train Heroic and True Coach. 
I also have uh, the 12-week band and kettlebell home workout available on True Coach and Train Heroic uh, as well. Or excuse me, not True Coach, available on Training Peaks and True Coach. And uh, upcoming, I have a full six-part program, year-round program for those over the age of 50. It's a strength training program. There's three different tracks, bands and body weight, kettlebells and bands, and dumbbells, kettlebells, and barbells. So that'll be released here the end of August, early September. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be released on Training Peaks first. It includes a downloadable PDF as well uh, with clickable links, as well as your programming in Training Peaks. So if you're interested in a program that is year round, it will take you step by step that you can apply the four phases of emotional change to, you're gonna see some great results. So until next time, remember, train smarter, not harder, because it is all about you. That's it for this episode. Check out humanvortextraining.com for more great content and to keep learning.